Welcome back to Dwayne's Sport. Always great to have your calls and your text. Dwayne's Sport for Brick Lane Brewing. They're doing very tasty things at Brick Lane. You can find Brick Lane in all good bottle shops. And we're here for Athena Home Loans. Be rewarded for your loyalty at Athena Home Loans. Plenty of footy coming your way across the next couple of weeks, months. And looking forward to plenty of footy coming our way. From Simon Dalrymple right now, St Kilda Talent Identification and Player Movement Manager, a man who's been in the industry for, well, close to 20 years now, working for a couple of different clubs before St Kilda, working for the Dogs and Sydney. And the recruiting philosophy is something that he's about to lecture on again, and you can tap into that lecture. We'll tell you more about it shortly. But uh, firstly, Simon, great to have you on. Thanks for, for jumping on the line. Terrific, Dwayne. Hope you're well. Yeah, I'm very well, and you're new to the Saints, so uh, what do you think of their list, by the way? Uh, look, I think there's some promising signs. Still, um, yeah, I've had to fit under the desk for going to my second week, so it's been a uh, terrific, um, very welcoming environment and um, really looking forward to, uh, to working at the Saints with, with obviously, Ross Lyon as coach and, and Stephen Silvani and, and Graham Allen in the in the recruiting and, and list area. So some, some really experienced guys there. So uh, can't wait to get into it. So you're already looking at the draft at the end of the year and what might transpire when it comes to the trade period that we might have mid-season next year. Is that all part of your long-term plan that you're starting to plan for now? It is. Yeah, look, I'm, uh, this year's draft, you, you go through the, the vision of, of boys at 17-year-olds the previous year and just get re-familiarise yourself with them. So there's already some areas of St Kilda's list that you're starting to identify as maybe having some holes? Uh, looking at it, yeah. So obviously, um, yeah, working with Stephen Silvani and, and Graham Allen and they're sort of bringing me up to speed with um, where, where they're seeing the list. And, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, getting to, to watch the Saints a lot more this year. Uh, obviously, you know, as a Sydney Swans employee, you're, you're busy with your current list and, and obviously the draft, so that's your main focus. But, um, yeah, certainly looking forward to, uh, to to getting to know the Saints list even better. Trend of the game, what are you looking for when it comes to recruiting for the future? Is it the players with speed? Uh, what specific things are you looking for these days that you might not have looked for when you first started about 16-odd years ago? Look, certainly uh, a lot more structure now, I think, Dwayne, in terms of specific traits for, for specific roles. Um, so really honing in on that part. And then also getting you know, alignment with, uh, you know, at a new club, a new coach, the, the game style, um, and making sure that there's, there's really strong alignment between recruiting and, and coaching so that we're, we're identifying players that, that, that can fit into the coach's game plan. I think that's, that's probably really drilled down over the last few years compared to early days where it was just um, you know, looking at just best players available and thinking, OK, that their talent should get them through. Now it's, it's more, more specific around traits for, for roles. John Longmire, did he tell you what he wanted or did you tell him what he should have? A, a combination of, of discussion and um, uh, certainly was clear on, on what types of uh, traits he, he, he wanted in players. Um, you know, it's always a balance with, um, with trading for, for needs and whether you have access 
via your, your, your cap room to, to trade in players that can fill some list needs versus, you know, going to the draft, obviously the players will, will, will because usually they're, they're younger age, so they'll take a little bit longer to develop uh, and over that period your needs might change. So there, there's a balance between the, the trading and then also the drafting, but, yeah, really clear uh, communication as, as part of your list management. You're running and lecturing at a recruiting and developing AFL talent lecture, which is taking place Monday, March 18 and Monday, March 25. So two parts from about 7.30 at night. It's being held on Zoom. It's uh, the AFL's um, pathway opportunity for those to tap in to your knowledge base. I noticed by reading the, the review, it's you talk to people about recruiting philosophies. I wouldn't mind knowing what yours is. What is your recruiting philosophy? Certainly, um, uh, attention to detail and, and being process-driven is, is, is a big part of it. Um, so that, uh, you know, having a methodology uh, and a belief in that methodology in, in identifying talent and, and forming a talent order um, is, a, is a big part of it. Being prepared to, to, to back yourself, so... Uh, believe in your process and, and being able to um, to back that process is, is really important and not listening to outside noise that um, that you think uh, might try to influence your decision-making. Um, they're, they're two components of, uh, of philosophy, but I think whatever philosophy you have, you need to use that philosophy to guide your decision-making. And when you're, you're looking at making decisions on on draft picks, you need to go back to your philosophy and that will help shape your decision-making. So, yeah, we go in depth around that. Um, and even for recruiters who uh, are part-time and volunteers on a weekend, they need to start thinking, well, what do I believe in in terms of recruiting? What do I think is important? Um, and how can I build my knowledge base that I've got that, uh, that ability to be able to select players and identify talent? So different people have different philosophies about whether I want highly skilled players that can handle both sides or if you can't kick, you can't play for me or uh, specifically someone who can get their own ball rather than someone who's been given the ball a lot in their junior years. I mean, there are different philosophies out there and you encourage those people that are doing your course to pick which one they believe is right and just go down that track. And and, and analyse it and... and look at the way you're thinking and, and why you believe in that. And you, you, you find over time, I know I've, I've adjusted the way you're thinking because you're, you're constantly learning um, and you're reviewing, of, you know, you're reviewing why you, you made an error and what was the cause of that error and trying not to repeat that error in, into the future. Um, and what I've found is that it, it's very much a balance. Um, you, know, you, you might have the, the can't kick can't play philosophy is an interesting one, Dwayne. And then I look at I look at a guy like uh, Dale Morris from the Bulldogs. Uh, not a great kick, but an elite player for the Bulldogs and one one of the best ever because he ticked a lot of boxes in terms of being that lockdown defender. He could play on Nick Rewald and Stephen Milne in the same day because he was so competitive. He was athletically gifted. Now whether he he got five, ten possessions. wasn't that important at that time because he was able to shut out his opponent. So his attributes for that role were a lot of uh, ticks in that area. 
So, yeah, it, it's being uh, open-minded to learning and uh, and trying to keep keep improving. So what are the key areas then for a midfielder now, apart from being able to kick? If you can kick both sides, it's handy. It's been able to get your own ball. So let's use maybe Errol Gordon as uh, an example. He's been able yep. to be brilliant on the outside, and yet John Longmire, most of the late half of last year, used him inside because he could get his own ball as well. What are the key things that you'd need for every midfielder now these days? I think that the, the ability to win your own ball is, is a huge asset uh, because if you if you're largely uncontested, you're relying on others to give the ball to you. So there's a higher, from a recruiter's point of view, higher degree of risk because you, you're just you're relying on others to to give you the ball. Uh, your ability to cover the ground is, is enormous. So the, the the running ability to get up and back. Um, so your your endurance levels. You know, if you are a, a, have some speed, so speed power, so those danger field Dagoe types that can use their legs out of stoppages, uh, they're, they're pretty rare to find those players uh, that can win their own ball then power out of stoppages with their legs. Uh, and then your, you know, your footy IQ, uh, which Errol's got in spades. Um, you know, he's a really good runner. He can win his own ball. He's a good decision maker with ball in hand, and you know his kicking is, is obviously elite. Um, so he, that's why he's just on a great trajectory to be a, a star of the competition. And um, yeah, certainly a lot better player than what I thought he was going to be uh, coming through the academy. It was during COVID, so he hardly played in his 18th year. So a lot of our decisions was based off his 17th year. But he, he's also his personality. He's very confident and high self-belief. And that's one thing that a lot of the great players, and you would have known, having played with some of them, that uh, the enormous self-belief. They, they think the MCG on prelim final night is their stage. Um, and there, that's, that's the, the type of mental capacity you want from your elite players. Yeah, you've got to have that. The course costs $400 plus GST. So people, what can people Google if they want to be a part of it? It's... Monday, March 18, Monday, March 25? Yep, it's go to www.hadfootball.com.au and if you go onto that website, there's a a link to the course. We've adjusted the course to to be an evening this year, so Monday the 18th from 7pm and Monday the 25th of March. Um, So for after hours, so people are able to still have their work commitments during the day and, and for, for coaches, uh, for developing young players and for potential recruiters. Um, we see it as, yeah, it was very popular last year. It also includes a, a follow-up session with myself where I have a, a catch-up and, and hopefully try to steer people in the right area in terms of networking and, and, and building, being a critical friend, basically, to, to help, uh, help them get the most out of their career. It's with Simon Dalrymple, who is with the Saints now as their talent identification and player movement manager, who's also been with the Swans and the Western Bulldogs. Is it a myth or is it truth that recruiters uh, a decade or so ago went too far in the athlete recruiting area and didn't recruit footballers for a while? Uh, I, I think it's I think it's correct a correct statement, Dwayne. More I reckon more around the early two thousands. So think Sam Mitchell. 
Mm-hmm. So I was involved with the Eastern Rangers when Sam Mitchell was coming through as an assistant coach and uh, I was a referee for him and we, we wrote to every club and not one club would let him turn up and train for a pre-season. So, and, and it was because he was Kuda Kuda Fides type players were the flavour of the month and it was completely different then. Like there was only one recruiter per club. Uh, there was very limited data. The vision was archaic. Um, so there was reasons why and it's, you know, there's, we're getting a lot more data now that the, the vision's a lot better and there's, you know, three, four full-time recruiters at every club. So the, certainly the science part of it, the, the, the industry has certainly improved over that time. You talk also about uh, developing talent. Is there a difference in developing male versus female talent in the 2024 environment? I, I think there is. Um, you know, it's certainly, uh, you know, I'm a, a former phys ed teacher and, um, you know, often uh, adolescent girls are a bit more mature uh, than boys, you know, in their, their early teenage years. Um, certainly they've got a, a real excitement level and uh, enthusiasm for the game. Um, and, and, and the boys are still, with that maturity, their concentration can, uh, can you know, be a bit inconsistent. So definitely you need to adjust your, your, your teaching and coaching uh, philosophies and, and styles to, to you know to market that you're dealing with whether it's boys girls you know early teenage years you know people in their early 20s uh, your flexibility is really important and there'll be case studies in this course as well probably the Sam Mitchell one will be one of them you'll hear from Simon you've also got um, you'll go through common assessment errors when it comes to recruiting can I can I hear a couple what are the common assessment errors that have been in the AFL space for the last couple of decades? One of my favourites, Duano, is the, the halo effect. So you'll have coaches who will have a bias towards players that remind them of themselves. Um, <laughs> and that is the most common one. And, and uh, you're an ex-player uh, from your old club, the Cats, uh, the great Stevie Johnson, was um, was one of my favourites in that area. Great fella and... Um, really create his mind but uh, if we're showing vision of a lockdown defender he was easily distracted uh, and wasn't very interested if there was a player that was you know had some a quick mind and some party tricks he was uh, he was very interested in that player so that's a a common human nature that um, there'll be a bias towards uh, players that remind you of yourself Um, and and one of the things we talk about is to try to eliminate all form of biases in recruiting, and that that's really difficult because you know, human nature is that you you go and interview a person. I was doing some interviews last night, and instantly you'll you'll have an emotional say, "I, I like the boy." Well, hmm. that will bias you in terms of your assessment of him as a player. So it's trying to eliminate that the, the, the various biases that that's a common error. Yeah, I love it. And one last one, uh, the future direction of the game. The interchange uh, cap, if it stays the same, then things will stay the same relatively. But if it, it comes down, then all of a sudden it changes the kind of play you want to get. Uh, it seems like speed and the ball movement, swift ball movement, running it from half back through the wings quickly, uh, all part of the future of the game. And a quick decision maker. It looks like if you're smart, you might have more advantage in the future, what, what what are we going to get when it comes to recruiting 
tendencies in the future? I think uh, I think you're on the mark there, and it's 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 one of the the, the current sort of uh, activities that we need to do as recruiters is, is be constantly in touch with the the AFL game because you watch so much under 18 footy. You know, it can almost be a different sport compared to AFL. So part of what I try to do every year is, is go to a, AFL games early in the year and watch them live. And it's a great reminder of, of, of the, the, the intensity and the speed and the style of play, as well as communicating with your coaches and your analysts so you, you are up to date with, um, with every component of it, whether it's, whether it's strategic, whether it's tactical, whether it's you know, uh, physical or, or, or emotionally, the, the, the mental side of it. So it's staying in touch and being connected so there's really strong alignment. Um, and certainly the speed, the running capacity, looking at the data, is there less stoppages, more more of a transition game, so being able to cover the ground, all those areas are, are, are really important. And then assessing what impact that has on the various roles um, that, that are, are part of a team and does that impact on you know uh, our selection. So certainly an important part of it. Simon, great to have you on. If you want to check out that website, uh, the, the whole interview will be on um, replay if you want to download the interview later and have a listen back. But uh, you can check out that website as well and it'll be on the Dwayne World socials for the link to be a part of this Level 2 course recruiting and developing AFL talent with Simon Dalrymple, who's with the Saints now but has been with the Swans and the Bulldogs. And uh, Simon, I look forward to... Maybe seeing you on grand final day to work out who you're barracking for when the Saints play Swans. Yes, I'll be uh, be barracking for the Saints, but um, be hoping uh, hoping that uh, yeah, it's a really good game, which I'm sure it would be. So yeah, love to be there again. Great to have you, Simon. We'll talk soon. Sure, be. Thanks, Dwayne. Cheers. Simon Dalrymple joining us. We're out of time. Better take a break. A couple of your calls though, straight out of it. Keep your texts coming through. 0433 98 11 16. I'll read a heap of your texts out after this break. 0433 98 11 16. For the all-new Temper Pro, Temper's most adaptive mattress ever is here. T-E-M-P. You are Temper. Mattresses like no other. And if you want to jump on the open line, one 736 736